You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie, and this is another episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. And today we have Meredith Brow, who is the VP Director of Nursing Programs for SMART, which is Health, Wellness, and Performance. And she, I'm going to let her explain exactly how she got involved in this company. It looks like a lot of this was done as part of her capstone project, and it looks like she's also been a neonatal intensive care nurse. So I imagine that Meredith, you have a lot to share, a lot to tell us, <laughs> and a, quite an experience, like a big experience in nursing. So thank you for being with us today. And if yeah. you could just start out giving us some background of uh, where you started in nursing and, and how it led to where you are today. Great. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, Basically, I started out my nursing career as sort of a change of major. I was in um, college with a major of elementary education. And now looking back, I think that was not a good choice for me. I made a better choice <laughs> in changing to nursing. Um, I had always been really interested in the nursing profession, but I was not quite sure that I would be able to just handle being a nurse or um, get through nursing school and all the, the uh, blood and guts and all that, that good stuff. Um, but I loved, I loved the idea of being a baby nurse. So I just thought, you know what, let's do this. I'll get into nursing school. I ended up doing pretty well in nursing school, really loving it. And I got a job at a level three uh, NICU as a new grad and I've, I still work there. I'm there. Uh, it's been 11 years now. No, uh, I find that very ironic that you were scared to go into nursing and then you, because yes. that. <laughs> that's like the scariest thing I think you could possibly work. In. Well, one awesome thing that I learned very quickly about neonates is that they are the most powerful people. They are such overachievers. They're not supposed to even be born yet. Their, their resilience is incredible. They amaze me every single day. Um, I kind of always joke that maybe if, if nurses in general were uh, as resilient as my preemies, the, we would be unstoppable. <laughs> so I, I'm just amazed by my preemies every day and um, I, I, I love that, that aspect of it for sure. Okay, how long have you been a nurse? Uh, 11 years. 11 years, okay. All right. Um, and so you were working in the NICU and, and then what, what did you go back to school or what were you thinking at the time? Yes. yes. I, um, kind of had a friend sort of talk me into going back to school. I had kind of always thought like, Oh, I'd really love to teach going back to, you know, the, the teaching aspect. Uh, one thing that I really love about nursing is that we are always teaching. We're always learning regardless of what level we're at. Um, I have students and um, I tell them all the time, like, you, you have the knowledge to be uh, a teacher. So no matter what level you're at, you, you absolutely have something to, to teach and to learn. 
Um, so we, my friend and I went to <laughs> grad school kind of together and it was nice to have, you know, account an accountability partner. Um, so I got my, uh, I was working towards my MSN in education and it got to be just too much to handle. I was working full time. I was in school full time. I was a couple classes away from graduating and I was like, do I really even still want to be a nurse? <laughs> so I was in my head driving home one night. I'm like, I wonder what my husband would say if I came home and I told him I wanted to change professions. <laughs> So I was just completely burnt out to, to the max. Um, but I kept hearing about all this, you know, mindfulness stuff. And I was a little bit skeptical, uh, but I also knew that whatever I was doing was not working for me. So I kind of started to look into it. And then uh, along came my capstone project for grad school, which um, we were assigned to identify an issue or a problem in nursing education and come up with a solution to it. So the problem that I identified was that nurses get so much guidance, so much training into basically everything, but we don't get training in how to care for ourselves and coping mechanisms that come not only with school, but throughout everyone's career. So my solution was to, to incorporate mindfulness into a nursing curriculum. So that kind of leads me to when I met my uh, business partner, um, Tom, we were actually at a meeting um, at my hospital for, it was a committee that we were um, brainstorming ways that we can help and support nurses basically. And I kind of feel like it was almost divine intervention <laughs> that we were both at this meeting, but, uh, his wife works at the hospital that I work at and they had asked him to come in and just kind of share some techniques, see what he did. And, um, we, I, I kind of raised my hand and I was like, I am, so I'm in the middle of my capstone right now and this is what I'm doing. And, I said to my friend later, I'm like, he basically is doing for the corporate business world what I want to do for nursing. So we were both like, let's chat after this. So what was, what was Tom's background? Like why, what, how did he know to be in mindfulness? He um, has training from the Benson Henry Institute that is out of Harvard Medical School. Um, he is... Uh, he's got his own his own business, which is smart, and then he does corporate training also for for um, where he works. Okay, but his background is actually business, but he kind of fell into mindfulness. And oh, he's actually got a um, teaching degree and an MBA. Okay, and he he'll tell you. Um, he basically really likes to learn what make people successful. And he kept hearing, again, he kept hearing about all these successful people, celebrities, athletes who practice mindfulness. And he kind of just said to himself, like, I'm going to look more into this and I'm going to help people get to where they want to be, uh, through mindfulness and resiliency training. 
you know, so two things with that, which is really interesting because one, you know, I always support that idea of if you want to do something, you find people who are doing what you want to do and then figure out what they're doing, right? It seems like a simple concept, right? Um, so that's great. And the second thing is that what I love about this story between you and Tom is that neither one of you is like a clinical psychologist, right? Or a psychiatrist. You don't have like a PhD in mindfulness, but you know, you feel like you can share this with other people. You say you've seen a problem and you're addressing the problem. And that's one of the things that I'm always teaching my groups is that the whole idea behind a business is finding a problem to deal with and providing a solution that you don't have to be a PhD in the solution. You right. just have to put the effort in to understand it. Yep, absolutely. So you were doing, did you finish your, um, your capstone and, and your educations that you ended up getting, you got your MSN? Yes. Okay. Um, so you, you were burnt out, but you didn't stop. You kept pushing through. <laughs> and then you met Tom and you were inspired by what he was talking about. And that's where we are. So you can exactly. pick it up from there. <laughs> All right. So what happened next? Um, we kind of just, we met to met and we're like, Hey, here's my vision. Here's his vision. He was, he's been trying to kind of get into the healthcare world for a little while. And he kind of thought, well, maybe a nurse would help me. <laughs> um, so we kind of put together like a one hour presentation for a CEU. And we did that a couple of times for um, a hospital. And that kind of evolved into this course. Now, we, I sent in, we were trying to reach out to, to nursing schools and weren't getting the most, the best response, I guess you could say, except that my, um, where I went to school, Chamberlain University, that I reached out to the president and I said, hey, here's my, here's what my capstone was all about. I would love to do something for your students. And I think we owe it to, you know, the future of nursing to teach them these resiliency skills and got an email back within a day or two. And we got a meeting with a little team that at the university, they were actually looking for um, ways to incorporate, you know, soft skills into their nursing program of <clears throat> not these technical, technical skills and academics. Those are obviously very important, but they, they kind of saw the same thing that I saw was that we could do more for nursing students and this will carry them throughout their careers. Right. So it was kind of like the right time at the right, you know, right place at the right time. Amazing how that happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we met with them um, and we originally had like a train the trainer um, in that, that approach um, in mind. Uh, but they're like, but we have 23 campuses. So I am not really sure how that's going to work. Um, so basically we designed it around their, their course load. Um, we designed it as an eight week program because that is the traditional MBSR program length, uh, mindfulness based stress reduction. And I took, I took one of those classes too after grad school, um, to kind of just learn everything that I could about mindfulness and my own practice. 
So it kind of worked out that their uh, courses go in eight-week increments as well. Okay. So each, each week we basically have a topic and a resiliency strategy that we, um, that we introduce and um, the faculty member in whatever class that they chose would do like a two to five minute exercise at the beginning of class um, at the first, first class of the week. Um, and then students would watch our, they watch our videos, they um, do their own practice that we instruct them to do, we give them the tools to do that. The, uh, we have logs for them um, and some journaling exercises, that sort of thing. Um, so how, did, how did you know this was going to work? Uh, we kind of, we were very confident in mindfulness and we know the power of it. But it was, it was sort of a trial. So they actually, um, they piloted our our program for us. And so they've got like 450 plus students that- Oh, wow. <laughs> That's an awesome pilot. Yes, exactly. Uh, so we're learning kind of what, what's working and what we can tweak for the future. We're always gonna be making changes to make it, make it better. Um, we, they just finished up their, uh, their pilot at the end of April. So we're kind of awaiting the results of some measurements that they took and, uh, and you know, uh, survey results and um, comments from the students. So did they give you any kind of feedback about how they thought it was going? We've gotten really great feedback actually uh, throughout the entire thing. Faculty's really happy with it. Um, Students are pretty happy with it. The one big barrier that we came across was that students were not going to do it unless there was an incentive. <laughs> like the, their grade depends on it? <laughs> pretty much, yes. Which I, I mean, I was a nursing student twice. I understand you have to kind of just do what you have to do. Uh, but they figured out ways to either raffle off prizes or for a completion of it or make incorporate it into um, their their points value for for the, the course so moving forward so the, what i find interesting here is you know especially kind of from like the marketing perspective because everybody's like oh how do i get people to buy my stuff and blah 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 but uh so what you did was go to the school where you already had a relationship so yes. um, that's like one of the most important things in business is your relationship who do you know and how can you get in front of these people so you got in front of the, the president of chamberlain university which is huge you got a pilot of 450 students yes um so now you can take the results that they give you and move forward to other places and tell them about the outcomes that you have so you have a pre-state and now you'll have a post-state of how they felt after okay um so what is kind of like how are you brainstorming next steps? Like, how are you going to move this forward on a bigger scale? Uh, we are hoping that they will officially uh, incorporate our our um, course into their curriculum. So we're kind of in in the works of doing that uh, to start that in the fall. Okay. Would this be like a subscription thing that they they buy kind of like your um, scenarios and will you build new ones for them or how will that work? 
Great questions, because these have all come up with <laughs> through conversations with even with other schools too, is that uh, we have established the eight week course. Um, we also have, because the, the biggest question was, well, our students do this eight week course and then what? They're just supposed to do all this practice on their own without any guidance. So what we are going to do is basically each month send to the students uh, a micro learning um, lesson of here's another challenge, try this this week or next week and um, so that we can help them not only establish the, the practice, but keep it going as well. Because that's really the, the key to mindfulness is actually practicing it's it's uh exercise for your brain it's not like i'm gonna go to the gym one time and expect to lose you know 40 pounds yeah why uh, does that happen <laughs> i don't know i still if, if someone can figure that out that would be awesome <laughs> uh and then so we we kind of have that built on like sort of as a package um and then the very last part of it is we have a 90 minute uh, stress less for the NCLEX. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes. Um, so we kind of have packaged that together for, for schools. So they can either get the eight, just the eight week, or they can add on kind of those extra two and we're charging per student. Oh, that's great. So how did you come up with that business model? Like how did you guys like brainstorm ideas? Like how, how are we going to package and sell this and price it and all that kind of good stuff? That was a big challenge for both of us because we kind of just sort of reached out to different sources. Like Tom knew what he would charge for, um, for a business, for him to show up and do a business. I kind of um, gauged like what have I paid for, for a course, for a CEU. Um, so it's kind of been sort of a uh, guessing game yeah. <laughs> and just feedback from from people potential buyers too like oh we'd have to get a grant for that or we'd have to um, incorporate that into student fees or something like that so we actually wanted it for for students we wanted it to be um, basically equivalent to that of like a textbook <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, the, the only reason I pointed out is because it's another one of those kind of questions that comes up, especially in my groups in that, you know, well, how do I price this? And honestly, it's like, it really is I'm like, I would yes. start low, get some people in and then start raising your prices till nobody says it anymore. And that's like, you know, there is no other way to do it. <laughs> right. So it is kind of a guessing game. So you made this into um, CEU hours as well. So is that something they can purchase? Yes, we, so I, I should also say that it can be purchased by any nurse, um, just kind of a la carte. <laughs> um, and it's just strictly online in your own self-practice. It's self-guided. Um, so we are working on getting CEU approval. That's been a whole other process. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that will be wonderful though for um for faculty members too to do along with their students they're going to get something pretty awesome out of it ceu wise 
and uh, we've marketed to some hospitals, but there's kind of that component of, well, nurses want CEUs. Like, we'll do a lot for CEUs. It's kind of like getting that grade. You have to get the CEUs, so why not? <laughs> exactly, exactly, which I totally get. I get it. Right, yeah, no, because I've, I've seen a lot of mindfulness um, stuff start to pop up, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, when I was a nurse, so, and maybe you can address this a little bit, like, mm -hmm. you, you don't realize that you're getting burnt out until you're burnt out, yes. and in a lot of ways, I felt like if I were to do preemptive therapy or mindfulness, you know, it was kind of like, I failed or something. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't strong enough to, to do. So how do you guys approach that kind of mentality and nurses to kind of, because you really do need to preempt the burnt out. <laughs> yes, that's so true. And you're so right about burnout. You're like, uh, going, 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 and I'm done. <laughs> um, basically we, these are just resiliency strategies and, and things are so simple. Um, I was very skeptical about it when I first started hearing about it because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to fit something else into my already crazy schedule. Um, I do not, uh, I don't have time for this. <laughs> um, it's not important enough. Right? <laughs> and um, really kind of what, I don't want to say sold me on mindfulness, but uh, what really intrigued me about it was the success of my own practice. Um, just a few minutes here and there uh, each day uh, can make such a big difference. And there's really a lot of good science behind mindfulness as well. There are actual brain structure changes. Um, so what, what do you do each day? So, I mean, maybe that's something that you can yeah, tip off um, so people can work on. Yeah, my, my biggest message to nurses is we are all busy. We, are, um, we have crazy shifts. We are at risk for burnout. Um, here, I, we, are giving them t we are giving everyone tools to just fit this into your busy day. So it doesn't have to look like an hour of yoga every morning before your shift because that's not realistic for most people. It's not realistic for me anyway. Um, I keep saying I'm going to do that. <laughs> I talk <laughs> about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it would be so, I mean, it would be wonderful if I, if I could do that, but it's just not the reality. Um, so it, basically, like when I walk, wake up in the morning, I try to just do like a five or 10 minute meditation and it, you can grab an app, you can grab, um, you can do a self-guided one. You can just set a timer um, and just be alone with your thoughts and take good, deep, mindful breaths, cleansing breaths, and just focus on the here and now. Um, then at night, I like to do sleep meditations because most of the time I'll lay my head down. I'm exhausted, but you know the, the thoughts get racing. Um, so then I'll, I'll turn on one of those and uh, turn on a sleep meditation and kind of drift off that way. And so those, these types of apps, I mean, they're just free things that you can get on the internet or is, did you guys develop your own app or is that something that's coming? No, that would be pretty awesome for us to do. We're, that's, that's a goal down, down the line for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, apps, if you look on iTunes, there are a million different apps out there and pretty much all of them have 
a, a free component, a non-paid component. And so you can't really download a bad app or, uh, you know. Um, yeah, yeah it, pretty much, yeah. So, you know, just being, just having some kind of inner focus um, for at least five or 10 minutes, maybe once or twice a day. Exactly. Um, and you're saying that made all the difference in your practice? Yes, absolutely. That's pretty, I mean, it's a, it's a huge claim. That's really, that's awesome that mm -hmm. it could be, you know, so simple. Yes. And I think it's important to state too that mindfulness isn't strictly meditation. It's a very, very big component of it. But uh, we fit things into our course that are just easy things to do throughout your day. Like my favorite, just here's one thing you can do throughout your day to be mindful is an anchoring activity. So just pick one thing that you do every single day that's, uh, that you do often. So for a nurse, you, it could be like, um, we're on, on the NICU, we're on a locked unit. So every time I badge into a door or every time before I would enter a patient's room or reset a pump, whatever it is, just pick one thing. And every time you do that thing, just take one good pause and mindful breath and move on with your day. Oh, that's a great tip. I love that. <laughs> and I use it. <laughs> Um, so what I love in what I'm hearing here uh, and what I want to kind of point out for people that are listening is mm -hmm. that um, because I have a lot of people say, oh, I don't know what I can start a business in, you know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, you're basically selling resiliency, right? You're selling the ability, which is something that, you know, you could sell happiness, you can sell joy, you can sell all these things. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all about you as the business um, and you offering people a way to achieve this type of skill set. Um, yes. So, and like I said before, you don't have to be a PhD in resiliency to, to sell right. something like this. Right. And your business has been in an evolutionary state in that when you first started out, you probably didn't foresee it being what it's evolving into. Uh, in a lot of ways, because a yes. lot of my, my students and people, they want to create these five-year business plans. And I'm like, why don't we just start the business first and see where it goes? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of evolution that happens in business. Mm -hmm. um, so where do you see this kind of going in the next maybe year or so? Like, what are the big plans? Hopefully we'll get a couple schools on board that really are serious about getting it into their, their curriculum. Um, and hopefully too, we'll get some hospitals once we get those CEUs approached <laughs> and uh, get some hospitals to, to maybe buy it for their nurses or um, meet the nurses halfway or do payroll deduction or something um, to, to really, to to really give nurses a way to advocate for themselves and to take care of themselves. And what do you think the resistance is behind kind of the, the schools of nursing? You know, why would they not, why wouldn't they embrace this and be like, oh my God, we've been waiting for somebody to, to do this. You know, what, what, what do you think of that? Um, it still is, it's a topic that's still not well understood, I think. So that's part of Tom and my, um, 
goal is to really spread the word that this is powerful stuff. It's backed by science. You don't have to, if you don't believe us in our own practice and our results from it, look at the, look at the literature. Um, I, I think that's part of it. And then cost is another part of it. So I, and I can certainly understand that too. College is very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole different topic, of course, but um, yeah. So, but it's like, it, it's kind of like one of those things, like if you thought that if you did X, then you would make millions of dollars. I mean, you would do it, right? Uh, and the same with something with resiliency. If this would be the difference between your you being like a, an okay burnt out nurse and you being having just like an amazing practice like people would invest whatever they could right i mean you would drop everything to do it yes uh so that's kind of like a mindset issue that i think a lot of us have to overcome and plus that idea of if you do mindfulness there's something wrong with you you're like admitting you know yeah that's wrong with me part of our message too is that you have to advocate for yourself because nurses are, we're coming a long way in our culture that nurses need support other than just the tools to the, you know, physical machines or, uh, or whatever to take care of their patients. But this really does trickle down into patient care. Don't you want, I mean, I want a nurse who is present <laughs> and centered and level-headed um, it really trickles down into so many aspects of, of patient care too. So I think that's another thing that people don't realize is that it, it's not just for the nurse. It is for everyone that we interact with. Right. Um, and you know, I, I feel like part of this message really is driving home that there will be something wrong with you if you don't do these things, right? Because you're going yeah. to burn out. You absolutely yeah. will burn out if you don't take care of yourself. Right. Every time I present this to, you know, in a CEU format, in a, in a live classroom setting, I tell my story and then I stop and I look around and I said, can anybody uh, relate to this? And pretty much everyone says, uh, yep. And that's something that we just don't prepare nursing students and nurses for. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's hugely important. Um, I see on your website, there's a couple other people. So it's yes. Tom, and then it looks like you have a nutritionist, yoga instructor, fitness instructor. Um, what are the, what roles do they play in all of this? This is, uh, so basically they have their own little parts in our, in our course. It's not just me and Tom. Um, I'm glad that you addressed them because I wanted to make sure that I, that I address them if, if it didn't come up in conversation because this course would not be what it is without them. Um, basically we, we, this isn't just a mindfulness course. It's like you said, we're really reaching for resiliency and part of that is not just working the brain. It's working every holistic aspect of, of the student um, or the learner. So we, we have a part on nutrition. We have a part on, um, so um, Jessie is a master's prepared dietitian. Um, so she does some, she has got like a little handout for you. She goes through uh, some, really helpful tips of like 
think about your hunger scale um, and give some ideas of just quick snacks of on the go because that's what nurses need. <laughs> um, Amy is a certified personal trainer and she has a master's in exercise science. She puts together a five minute exercise routine and a 10 minute no sweat exercise routine. So like it's like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's totally doable to work into your schedule. Um, so that is amazing. Peggy is a business psychologist and she does a segment on emotional intelligence, which is something that all, all nurses, all nursing students absolutely need. And Stephanie is a yoga instructor and a NICU nurse. So she gives some really awesome tips of things you can do at your desk um, while you're charting or between patient rooms or um, just basically all of these things are just little things that you can fit into your day. It's totally realistic for anyone to fit into their day if they really put their mind to it and you'll be better for it. Yeah. I mean, that's huge because like, you're not going to stop in the middle of your shift and do an hour of yoga, like you said, but exactly. you could certainly fit some yoga exercises while you're charting. For sure. um, so it's very pertinent to nurses. I, I love that. That's, that's really awesome. Um, all right, Meredith, I, this has been amazing. I really love what you guys are doing. Um, I think this is incredible. Um, you know, I got a few things for you after this, this call to maybe put you in touch with some people, but um, awesome. if nurses want to find out more or to take this course or even get that 90 minute stress less for NCLEX, which sounds yes. awesome, uh, how would they find you? Where would they go? What would they do? They can go to smarthwp. Com. Okay, and I will put these links in the show notes so that they can get that smarthwp.com. Yes. And they can find out everything they need there. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you.